A book? That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. Where do you work? In the car? Where do you are? Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, which you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trailbugs for the new theme song, and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, Tim Terrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, Dean David Vickery, Geocaching Adam, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, and the NoCo Geocachers. If you'd like to become a patron, Head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events, and we're in the process of getting another event scheduled. So that will be the announcement for that will be coming soon. And those are only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as three dollars a month. Well, let me start by welcoming my co hosts, Sydney. Good evening. And Jesse. Good evening. Let's jump right into show 53 for Sunday, June 11th. So we talk about the book, this book, <laughs> 201, this book. this book, the book everybody has holding this up book? their head. Yes, that book. Everybody has a copy of the book. Awesome. <laughs> 201 geocaches defined before you die. But. Before we get into the book talk, we're going to do a little bit of news. Um, this week, we all got, well, if you're premium, hopefully everybody is, you got a, uh email mentioning the summer promotion, summer souvenir. I don't know what we call this thing. Y'all are going to have to help me out. But uh, it's the uh, Lost Treasure of Mary Hyde, H-Y-D-E, like she's like related to like Mr. Hyde or something. I don't know. Like Jekyll and Hyde? Right. That's what I was thinking too. So, um, uh, I don't know. What y'all's, what y'all's initial impression of the, the email? I can see that you're just jumping out of your skin by how excited you are about this. I just don't know what to think. I sent a note to Sydney when I saw it. And I go, hey, what do you think of this? Because I haven't seen it. And then she saw it. And she's like, go ahead. Talk. You're like, I don't know. 
Well, so if you haven't read it, they're kind of vague about what the details are, but I, I'm pretty sure they're doing that on purpose, like to get people speculating or whatever, and then they'll come out with more specifics when it gets closer. Yeah. I did like that part of it, that they are being vague about it. And I did check, and one of the first things you've got to do is host an event. And there is one here not that far away, about an hour from me. It's got the exact title, Mary Hyde or whatever in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge souvenir chaser. If there's mm -hmm. one, I'll try to get it. Um, but I haven't gone after every single one that's been out since since I've been playing. Right. Some of them I do. You know, when they did that big push the month – push uh yeah, the years thir ago. 31 that was day, yeah 31 souvenirs in august i think it was yeah. yeah and maybe when they get now was it last year or the year before they did the one where it was the you had to figure out the puzzle they put out the puzzle yeah last year okay yeah. Last i like that so if they go along that route that'll get me interested in a souvenir if it's just go attend a cedo for the weekend i may or may not mess with it you know yeah they, they kind of Hopefully they don't go the form. That's sort of almost becoming formulaic. I mean, you know, last year, even though they had some cool stuff in there, it was still go find a multi cash, go find a favorited cash, you know, go find, you know, so I don't know. Like you said, uh, I'm, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of um, want it to be, you know, something good. I mean, uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> But and the the other problem is they'll do something like you'll get a souvenir in 2015 for a pie event, and then you won't get one in 2016. Right. So it kind of sets up the expectation. But um, I guess I like it when it's something special like that. Mm -hmm. But last year's was really good. I liked how they the spy it wasn't super hard puzzles, but it was spy. It had a theme and it was something mm -hmm. to figure out. It wasn't just you get it automatically. So yeah, no, I I agree. I, I that that part of it I really did like. I, I just. I'd kind of like to see them branch it out a little bit in the fact that I want to see them, I don't know, so, so, trick it up a little bit. I don't know. So, something a little bit different, you know, where you have to, and maybe this year they might, because it, it looks like that there's a push toward having a certain number of friends or is, am yeah, I what do you it? think about that? My, my thoughts on that is they're going to try to boost that, Terrible. I'm mean, sorry. <clears throat> that uh, the friends page freezing, that is nothing freezing. yet, but yeah, freeze. but they uh, they have hinted at that that they're going to update that. So this is a good time for them to tie that in. Mm -hmm. So they update that friends page and make it usable. Uh, do you use that friends page at all? I do. Um, one thing I wish they opened up the API on it because when you go to Cashly, which is our favorite, my favorite, uh, it kicks you back to the to the geocaching you know, site. So they haven't opened up that portion of the API. And I understand they can't because of privacy and all that, but there's got to be ways to do it. But anyway, so yeah, yeah I, I do use it. I get a message once in a while from somebody. I, I, I tell you where I, I mostly use it is for earth caches. No, that's, I, I'm not talking about the message. I'm talking about the actual page that has your list of friends that you friended. Oh, that part. Oh, oh, oh. Because I'm thinking of... When I go to the friend page, I use it to send messages. Mm, that's about what I do. I just do it to send messages. So Yeah, I haven't found a good – but they said they're going to do something to update that. So right. I think I think that's it has a potential of being something really good. For, you know, I know I'm optimistic, but I have a potential of thinking it's going to be something good this year. Right. 
Well, um, we're going to do our fourth annual. I was trying to find the right time to do our fourth annual great hunt of Hunt County in us uh, like a good time as any. So we're going to do ours July uh, 15th. And so are you guys going to uh, you said you're going to are you going to go to that event, Jesse? Or you think about attending one? Uh, there's that one event that's about an hour from here. Um, I don't know. The summer's summer's really busy already. So we'll be getting go. back in town mm-hmm. about a week. We're going out of town the week before that, so we may. I don't think I'm going to host an event, but I'll try to attend one if it's. I guess it depends on when it shakes out, right? Yeah. If they do something neat with it, then I'll definitely go and be a part of that. Okay. Sydney. Um, I don't know if I'll host one. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Hmm what I'm doing that weekend yet, or if we'll be here or if we'll be doing something. So I'll have to see if anything pops up in my area. And if I'm here, I'll go. Right. If I'm home and there's, if I'm planning to be in the area and there's not really one, maybe I will host one. I, I, forgot, don't know. To, I forgot to also put in the notes about uh, Canada day. Are you guys going to go to a Canada day on July 2nd or 1st? I'm planning on going to one. I'm not hosting though. Cool. I'm not hosting either this time, and but there are several of those around here, so yeah, I'll, I'll be able to get one of those pretty easy. That's a souvenir too, in case you're interested. But anyway, all right. Well, we'll the the jury's still out <laughs> on the summer promotion. At least is what, what our perspective on it is. It's still out, so we'll see. But um, and then Sydney, you've got a interesting update from the, this uh, this weekend, right? So I know we've talked about webcams previously, mm-hmm. and there's a whole section in this book there about is. webcams. Yes, there is. And I actually found one of the webcams in this book. Oh, cool. Which one, which one did you find? Was Power Vista near oh, Niagara yeah. Falls. Now that is very unique. So tell everybody about that. Because it, 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 it was worthy of the book, but it's also worthy to, to mention. So go ahead. Sure. Um. So it's... It's at a museum uh, at the what what is called the Port Authority. Uh, there's like a big dam there, and they use uh, the power from the falls to create electricity. Um, but they have a little museum, and inside, it's not really a webcam, but it's like a little thing where you... Okay, so there's a green screen behind you, and then it takes your picture, and it puts like the, the falls or the gorge or whatever behind you, and then that is what you use as your your webcam photo <laughs> it's got a cool idea i mean that's it was still and it's still live that's the thing that is right. surprising you can still do you, they still do the same thing you can still get your photo in front of the green screen right still, yep wow that thing's been there for a long time now too yeah it has it's pretty old <laughs> yeah it's number it's number six on the list of the top 20 webcam caches so but we'll get into that in a minute. So, well, awesome. Well, and they're going away. Because you mentioned there's 119. I forget. What was, the, I mean. It's 119 active ones left in yeah. the United States. It seemed like the last time we were talking about this, it was like 123 or 125. I'd have to go yeah. back to the notes and so look. But. Now, there's still a couple that are disabled that may come back. Mm-hmm. But if you look through the list, there's several that are currently, people are just, you know, doing selfies. Yeah, because the webcam's down. Yeah, and it won't be long before they they jump on those. So yeah, that's sad. Get them fast. Get out there. If you have a webcam anywhere close to you, get out there and get it. Yeah, and get it. Yep, that's right. All right. Well, good. Well, that was a good good update. So we're gonna 
jump into the book now. So, um, since we all have our copy, and hopefully some, mm-hmm. there's some people in the chat room that may have some of these too, because we've <laughs> seen them all in person and some of the things. Yeah. Um, so, writing a geocaching book, how, how did this one come about? Well, um, I'd written this one. Which, yeah, City grabs her copy of Hide and Seek. Mine's uh, not close enough to grab. Not close enough, that's okay. So I, well, I, wrote, I wrote Hide and Seek, and um, I um, I really wanted, you know, the, 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 the goal of this one was, really was to, to talk about um, how geocaching, I really believe, is, is, is really an adventure. And so I kind of, that was my theme on that one. But when I started thinking about it, I, I, I started thinking, well, what, what about geocaching makes it an adventure other than some of the stuff I covered? And then I also noticed, it's like a combo thing. So I also noticed one day, um, as we were, Susan loves to roam a bookstore. And I, I like to roam a bookstore too. She likes to roam them a little more than me, but because she's more of a reader than I am. But I noticed that there was books. You may have all seen them. It's called Thousand Places to Visit Before You Die. Mm-hmm. And those always fascinate me. So I always look through them, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. I got to go to that place. Or I've been, been to a couple of them, you know, it's like bucket list. You know, that was a big thing. You know, we've had movies about bucket lists and, that was, you know, we've had a lot of discussion, I don't know, over the past probably decade, people mention, oh, you know, marking that off my bucket list. And so that's kind of how this came about, was just the, was talking about what is a geocacher's bucket list, you know, other than, well, we all have bucket lists in a sense. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we all have a geocaching bucket list, and that's kind of where that came about. That's cool. I think we all can admit that we have a bucket list. They may be very different, but that's one of those hard things to put together, right? Yeah. And and they do definitely do vary. And that's the beauty of geocaching is you have your own bucket list, but there is not really, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in the, you know, email me or, uh, mention the chat room, but I don't know of any bucket list books, geocaching books that are out there. I looked and I, this, this is the only one I know of. I know, I know of one. Yeah, other than this one, yeah. <laughs> but I thought, I don't know why somebody hasn't taken the, you know, taken a stab at it. So I took a stab at it. So that's how that kind of came about. Well, I think we're going to discuss it tonight. But the reason I don't think people have before this one is it's hard to come up with that list. Mm-hmm. You found a way to come up with a, a good way to come up with a list, but it's hard to come up with a list. Like if the three of us came up with our list right now, they'd all three be different. Yeah. yeah and we have such different interests. Right. And you know, that's something we will get into as far as, you know, how, you know, uh, is any bucket list a good list or a bad list? Not really. I mean, it's your list, but I figured I'd take a crack at coming up with one. It was good for discussion. And I figured that, well, I know one thing. All the all the geocaches on this list would be worth finding. I, I'm confident, and I know you guys. If you look, you know, read through the book or look through it, or you know, read about these caches in this book, I think you'd see that any of these are good to find. You know, is it something that you personally want to do? Well, maybe, maybe you know. So. 
So somebody in the chat room was just asking, I know mm -hmm. we're going to get to it later too, but how do they get a copy of the book? Right. Um, if you go to Amazon, uh, you can either type in the name, which uh, we put in the, you know, the 201 geocache is defined before you die. Or if you put my name in there, Gary Slinkard in the, in there, you'll find both books are on there. And, uh, Amazon, um, they're they're available also on CreateSpace. If you go out to the CreateSpace, all one word website, you can find them there. We've had some discussion about um, international. Um, if you are in Europe, um, they are available on the Amazon UK website or the Amazon uh, a couple of the international Amazon sites. We have this kind of talk a little bit about Australia. I think. If you go to createspace.com, I was going to double check this. I forgot to check this, but it's worth checking if you're in Australia. Um, I think you can purchase it that way cheaper than if you try to get it through Amazon. So, And I think it's actually delivered by Kangaroo if you're living in Australia. Too. Yeah, I, think so. I may be wrong on that, but I, I think that's right. Is that how the post service works in Australia? Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, somebody may have different information, but... That's what I thought. Well, well, Craig will be on in a couple of weeks. Our, we can ask our, him. Our, our, our Aussie buddy will ask him how he gets his mail because I think it's either, yeah, it's either kangaroo or it's the dingoes. They, they deliver them. One of the well, million species down there that's trying to kill you. You don't want the dingo to deliver your mail because the dingo will just eat your child. Oh, that's not good. That's right. That's, that's off topic already. I see how, just, see how we're going. It's going to be a great, it's gonna be a great night. So, um, so, uh, um, the, uh, this book and so I've read both, of course, Thank I'd you. feel pretty bad if I hadn't. Right. Well, um, I appreciate that. I, I, I was, uh, I, your first book was very good, appreciate but it. I was more excited about this one. Cause I knew about them before they came out, of course. Yeah. But, uh, so just, just, to. Just to clarify that, that I like the first one a lot. Mm -hmm. I think it's good for you know handing out to people or explaining, yeah. explaining geocaching. But I've been in the game for a little bit as as we all have, and this one was exciting because it's we're always trying to put together that list, or mm -hmm. we're always trying to find that cache that we didn't know about, or and reading through this, I'd heard of several of them obviously because they're popular. Sure, um, but there's some of them I'd never heard of, and after I read it, I was like, well, if you know, if I go through that area, definitely. That'll be yeah. on the list now. So, there's a lot really, and this is the interesting part about the putting this book together was just the that very fact, you know, that it, these aren't these aren't two hundred one geocaches that I found that you need to find before you die. You know, it's uh, I wanted to take out that whole bias, I guess, of because we all think we find cool caches, and we might. And but my list is going to be different than your list, and it's like, is there some way we can kind of take out part of that factor and come up with some sort of way to determine when a cache is popular enough that we would want to go find it as well? Because there's all of us have all of us could all, well, all three of us for sure can come up with a cache that we're like, that cache was awesome. Not many people have found it. I wish more people would find it. It's awesome. But right. and, yeah. And my know? favorite cache ever is not in that book. Right. It's it's currently 
archive, but I don't think it was when you're researching for the book. But it didn't it didn't meet the bill, you know, didn't meet didn't meet the, the criteria. For right. The what I was yeah. using for the book. And that's something interesting. You know, I've had we've talked about this. Even uh, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, you know, he just did. A, he did one recently, um, did a, a vlog. Uh, you guys probably saw it, it as an earth cache where you slide down the water, the waterfall. Yeah, that was a funny <laughs> video. Yeah. And of course, he, he texted me. He goes, hey. It wasn't in the book. I go, yes, Joshua, I know it wasn't in the book because we've already had this discussion about. He goes, why wasn't this one in the book? It's like, well, I know. It was. It should have, but it didn't meet the criteria, and I set up a criteria for it, and I kind of stuck with the criteria. So, Well, and Ed in the chat room mentioned 201 is a small number, and it is, so it is. there's going to be a lot left out when you're talking about the, was it, 3 million something now yep. caches. Mm-hmm. Of course, it left room for the more Two hundred one geocaches to find. No. There you go. <laughs> the next two hundred one geocaches to find before you right. <laughs> and it's also uh, worthy to point out that mm-hmm. these numbers that are in here are constantly fluctuating. Like yeah. one cache that's not on the list might get a bunch of favorite points in the next couple months and might be higher than something that's on here. So right. it's constantly favorite points on caches are constantly changing. Yes, and that made it that. That made it difficult, or that maybe that's why many people don't write the book is because they're like, well, it's going to change. But then again, you know, that thousand places to visit might they update those books, and that's something that, you know, um, you know, I uh, there's new versions of the. I made a note in our, our for all of us that that you know we get the Fromers or the Fodors, however you pronounce that, those uh, travel books. Uh, all the time and it's updated every year so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna update this one hopefully every year if I get if I can keep up with it but once Ryan Ryan in the chat room asked is there a prize for the first person to get all 201 if you can prove to me (laughs) somehow that you found all 201 I will give you a prize as will I. That's so impressive. I'll find a prize <laughs> to give you for that. Right. Yeah, Ryan, go for it, buddy. I will definitely do that. Um, that's for sure. But um, anyway, enough of that. And so, also, another ahead. worthy point. This is just the U.S., correct? It is. I. Yeah, when I started, my first thought was I was going to do this for the entire uh, world. And then... I started the the process and almost all of them were in Germany that had favorite point. Uh, and this is, we'll get into the favorite point part here in a minute. And I thought, well, I could write it and get my, get my friend Hindle to help us do a German version. But I thought I want to start with something. So I started with the U S and I figured I'd branch out from there and do one for Canada and one for the UK and one for Australia, all the, all the major, all the North ones Korea. that, well, like, yeah, North Korea. There's Just, no geocaches in North Korea. No. Oh. oh, okay. Then you've got them all. Which by the way, you know, there's only one in North Korea and it's just, a, it's just for test purposes. Geocaching.com set one up in North Korea. It's not real. It seems like somebody would put a pin in North Korea and have it on the <laughs> South Korea side. Right. You know, just like a puzzle, but oh, here's the final. Just on the DMZ side or something. Yeah. 
way up in the north part like in a little r- remote location something like that i don't know but yeah um no you're right this is just us and it's uh but again still if the if the lists do change and they have technically they have changed but these are all still good caches and um so you know i think that's important to point out that these are all worthy of being found and from my understanding there might be one that gets archived but i don't think i haven't checked lately but i think all of them are still active but there you go that's another reason why you need to find them uh soon because we all know geocaches don't last forever so <laughs> they, right. they don't one of the really interesting things and i'm not going to try not to give any spoilers away but it's it's been out for a little bit and i think it's a okay. lot of the people in the chat room already have it but no go ahead you kind of alluded to this and i don't want to get into the jump the gun but there's several different lists so you talked about a list mm-hmm. for webcams and <clears throat> earth caches ugh. And yeah. uh, I didn't know there's 20 good earth caches to do, but anyway. Um, wow. <laughs> there's, there's, tw- there's 20 where I goes. In the, uh, of course. One of the chapters. Um, those are all good. Um, <laughs> there's only 20 where I goes ever. <laughs> we'll get to that I, I built five times that many. Um, okay. Go ahead. No, so Go ahead. Two, of the, two of the big lists on there were um, the 20 most popular yep. and then the 20 top favorited. And those lists are completely different, right? Yes, very much so, and we 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 as well get we can get to that too. There's also the 20 oldest, because I figured that those really kind of lent themselves to a bucket list. Um, just just for everybody to you know, just so we can talk about it. But there's yeah, 20 favorited, which is just strictly favorited. If it got a favorite point and it was the highest, anybody can go look at the list. I mean, it's easy to do. Uh, even if you don't have Project GC, you can just go to geocaching.com, go to filter, you know, filter for the U.S., and then click on favorite, you know, click on favorited. You can see the top 20 right there. That's what that is. That's just that list. Um, and I think we figured, uh, Jesse, you had like eight of them, I think? Depends. Okay. We're talking about the top favorite. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah, Ada. I've done eight of those. That's pretty good. Um, if you talk about the other list, I've done zero. Yeah, the top most popular geocaches. <laughs> Which how could that be so different, right? I know. <laughs> They're very different. Well, and that gets into I guess the next part of our discussion, which is how did did I come about this whole these whole lists and there's other we'll talk about there's um favorited most popular earth 20 multi-caches 20 unknown because you can't call them puzzle caches because you don't some of them might be puzzles some might not be 10 20 virtual uh 20 webcam 20 where i go 20 letterbox hybrid and then i did 20 oldest and there was one more geocaches which i'm not going to tell you what that one is you have to buy the book for that but anyway um so um it's into lower <clears throat> the formula I used is called lower Wilson or lower lower bound of Wilson score confidence interval for a Bern, Bernoulli parameter how about that for a name huh that is a, a wild one <laughs> so I just call it lower Wilson because it's easier to, to just kind of refer to it it's in project GC uh, if you go to projects I go to statistics 
and then um, go over to um, if you go down the list of under statistics under cash stats there's top favorites top favorites with a percentage and then top favorites Wilson and I always wondered what the heck is that and that's where that comes in um, and you can read about it you can google it there's a lot on it but the idea behind the lower bound of Wilson's score, how you calculate it, it's based on um, it's supposed to be the most popular caches, and it isn't as complicated as that big long name is, but essentially everyone who doesn't give a point to something normally you would be downgrading the item. But since favorite points only exist for those with premium memberships, what project, the project GC dude did was he, he uses this lower bound of Wilson score, which is a, uh, an algorithm that's already out there. And he just, he added it into his, um, website. And what he did was he factors that in so that, um, if a hundred people find a cache and of those hundred, 90 of them are premium people, then those 90 are what he's going to go off of to figure popularity. He throws out everybody who doesn't have a premium membership because the ones that don't have premium memberships don't have any opportunity to use a favorite point. And so that's his way or that was, or that's a, it's actually used this, this lower bound of this Wilson thing is actually used um, by a lot of website people. Um, a lot of businesses that are looking to know, um, you know, scores, Yelp, those kind of those kind of urban spoon those kind of websites do use um some of those algorithms to determine if somebody um actually f- went to the trouble to give it a favorite point or or a or favored favored score or whatever there's a way to factor that in so that's kind of where that's coming from and it eliminates some things too because some some caches just get a lot of traffic. They're in a location that gets a lot of traffic. And even though they have 100, 200 uh, favorite points, they may not be getting a large percentage of favorite points. So their score would be lower, right? Right. And that's was the idea behind it was, um, the, like you mentioned, the ones that are the most favorited. Let's say use the St. Louis Arch for a good, good example. Um, that thing gets a lot of finds it's a it's a virtual it's the the arch in in st louis um a great spot probably should get a favorite point but it its percentage of people who have found it and gave it a favorite point is lower than well it's out of the top 20 because it has a lot of a lot of finds but not many people percentage wise took the time to give it a favorite point. So. Well, and it's, there's no perfect way, right? So, and 
Adam mentioned in the chat room that it's only going, it's only really taking the rating from premium members. Yep. But there's really no way to rate it from non-premium members because they can't get favorite points. So you have to have some kind of data to look through, right? Right. There's no way to truly find out what the most popular is because you can't go by numbers or, you know, just just fines. You have to have some kind of rating system. Yeah, and that's why, of course, I left one of the lists being top favorited. But the the idea behind it is, and uh, I, I put in the book um, a note, and because I actually like, I put in there the complaint into the book, knowing that people are going to complain about it. So that's why I put so page uh, nine. I put so you, so you just picked your favorites. Oh, that was yeah. How, how could you forget? Blah blah blah. And then I went down. And I said. Um, Again, normally with this formula, everyone who doesn't give a point is downrating, which I read you that part. Indeed, is it may be more useful in a top-rated list to display those items with the highest number of positive ratings per page view, down, download, or purchase, rather than positive ratings, per, positive ratings per rating. Um, and so, by doing this, it. Um, I had to come up with some way to come up with a way to hit popularity and there there's no perfect way to do it. I mean, there isn't, but I did, I figured that what is it that we have in geocaching that would give any kind of, um, of tangible number what is there anything we can do other than just telling our friends and that is a favorite point that's our that's the only way in geocaching to this day that where we can say yes that is a i'm giving this cache a thumbs up and that's really all we can do i mean if there's no real other way of rating them i mean that's that's what we've got you've got to figure out a system based on yeah. the numbers that we do have right Right. If they had a way to do at the bottom of every cache, if there was a little thumbs up thing where you could pick, you know, one through five or something or, you know, some way to. Well, there actually think, is. Is there? Yeah, I just didn't catch on. I, I can't remember the name of it right now. So I'm sure somebody in the chat room will know it. But mm -hmm. there was an add on for one of the. I don't remember who did it. It was a third party thing that you could add on and you could rate caches in a one through five system. Oh, cool. And if you have the extension in okay. your browser, yeah, when you pull up the cache, it'll show up for you. So obviously, some kind of API thing or whatever. Uh, and uh, whoever rates it, it can have the one through five thing on there, the stars, and I think mm -hmm. even half points. Right. But it, that only works if everybody has that. Exactly. So it was like an extension <laughs> add-on, and I used it for a little while, and then found out people weren't really using it, and right. so it didn't really help much. Yeah, I mean, there's there isn't any quantifiable way right now that we could, we all have access to other than the favorite point. Um, Adam and, says CGO shows that rating. Oh, does it? That's cool. Well, I don't use that. I don't know. For CGO. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's, uh, that's also a limited uh, number of people. Well, any, any of those would be limited. If you use Cashly, that's a limited amount of people, even though we love it. I mean, that's another... But, well, unless that was a geocaching.com thing. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it was. I, I wouldn't 
I haven't seen it. Well, let's put it this way: it's not there now. No, I'm saying if they did use it, oh, that'd if be they the did way to go to it, everything, yeah. absolutely. Because that would take away from the favorite points, though, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. So it's probably yeah. not going to happen. If, well, unless they change it, it might change the system uh, and allow for. Because you see, we've all seen it where people are really excited about a cash. Like, I wish I could give it two favorite points. Maybe they could come up with a way you could give up to three. You know, oh, you're now really, you're really getting complicated. Now you're really complicating it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, we don't talk about open caching North America. You know, we don't talk about that's the only other. I mean, is that the only other site that I? That's the only one I. There were some other. There were yeah. others, but there was that Garmin. Yeah. Open caching version. But I mean, right now there's only the one. I mean, I know OCNA people are going to be up in arms about it, but. I mean, how many of you guys have found? I know Jesse has. Sydney, have you ever found an OCNA cache? Nope. Nope. I haven't either. So, <laughs> I, I, again, smaller market. That's just like the other things yeah. we we're just talking about. It's a smaller market. We're, we're we generally talk about the biggest market, which is geocaching.com. So right, right. So yeah. So that's what we had to use. We had to use um, something, and so that's what we kind of used. Now it's it's interesting if you want to do some reading about it. I put some things in the show notes. We're not going to really go over it, but um, you know, um, there's um, you know uh, the guy that came up with it, the the Swiss scientist Jacob Bernoulli, not Daniel. He did. He's he's a different scientist. Did something different. It's Jacob Bernoulli. He's the one that had the uh, the formula, uh, but uh, then Ed Ed Wilson uh, is the guy who this is where we have the lower why well, it's called the Wilson score. Um, he f- he's the one that sort of factored this in a little better um, to balance the portion of positive ratings with the uncertainty of a small number of observations. Fortunately, the math was for this was worked out in 1927 by Edwin Wilson. Uh, what we want to ask is given the rating I have, there is a 95% chance that the real fraction of positive ratings is at least what? And that's why when you look at those lists and we were looking at this before the show, it's not exactly what you think it is. Um, because it's a, it's a score based on that. It's giving a, it's giving a percentage of a, of chance that, what is the real, you know, positive rating. And so, um, it's a way to try to factor that. And so on top of that, what I did also was I, I cut it at 50. There had to be at least 50 fines because the whole lower Wilson score doesn't, it, it doesn't necessarily work as well. The closer you get to one, which makes sense if anybody knows anything about statistics or does any kind of math, you know that with a, with less and less in your your um, your your grouping, your numbers get really really skewed quickly, and that's why you need more people. When you try to do any kind of uh, survey, you don't want a survey of five people because your numbers are really skewed one way or the other. So you need the more you have in your survey, the better, and so. That's why I kind of went with, I used 50 because it seemed like from what I could tell the, the Wilson scores for, for at least 50 caches, um, were, 
were factored pretty well that, that those caches were really were getting good numbers versus because if you had five people find it and five people give it a favorite point well that's a hundred so that should be at the top of the list but that doesn't give you a real picture of a of a cache i don't think so right it's not a, it's like not enough time to see like if everyone likes it or if it was just by chance that those first five people right happen to like it right and and not to get too mathy so we don't put everybody asleep but <laughs> right. when you were explaining it to me uh i think the important thing was so like on geocaching.com you can see mm-hmm. a percentage of people that have favorited it but that doesn't give you all the information because right. it could be fifty percent if five out of ten, or fifty percent at five hundred out of a thousand. Yeah. What the Wilson score does, and, and when people get in and play with it on Project GC, they'll they'll get to play with it more in individual caches. But it assigns a score based on all those factors. Yeah. So that's why it's so important, rather than just looking at just favorite points or anything else. They've worked that part of it out. Right, and that's why I didn't want to use <clears throat> the. Um, the stat that's for favorite to a percentage because that's just strictly a percentage. This cache was found a thousand times and it has 400 favorite points. Well, 400 favorite points is a lot. In fact, that blows away a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of caches. But is that truly? I mean, of those thousand people, only 400 people took the time to click on it and go, "Yes, I'm giving this thing a favorite point." Is that cache more popular than a cache that was found 200 times and all 200 people took the time and effort to go, you know what, this cache was awesome. I'm giving it a favorite point. So that's where that comes in. Interesting. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, there's so we could talk about what the best rating system is forever, but this is probably yeah. the and most a, accurate one you could find. Yeah. And nobody else has done it. So yeah, you got it, and we're you know it, it's you can have enough confidence in it to know that it's a popular cache and it's a rating system based on popular cache, even though no system would ever be perfect for that. No, no, no. And so yeah, enough of that. We've we've kind of we've kind of beat that. But um, as far as the book goes, um, there were some caches. In fact, uh, there was one that you found, Jesse. Actually, you have got your photo in the book. Oh, woohoo. Um, yeah, how about that? Um, but it was a. Where is that cache? It's the one in Florida. Oh, yeah. Just went down in January to find that. Yeah, and, but, but th- that's a good example. So tell everybody uh, real quickly about. I mean, um, well, let's give the GC number. And if, let's take a moment because this is a good example. That's let's, on the virtual one. Okay, Ed so Watson was a bad man. Ed Watson was a right was a bad man. So let's give everybody. Um, that's on the virtual list. Let me. What's the GC on that guy? Um, let's pull. You know, I should up. know that, but I don't. Um, and I don't want to. Uh, GC F three five three. GC F three five three. Okay, let me pull that one up. Let's all pull that one up. And I think we may have talked about this one on the show before, so I well, won't go into big details about it. But it, it what it does point to is that that was a special one. That was a bucket list cache. You know, it makes it on the top three for virtual caches. Yep. And for us and the group of us that went to did the, to to do that cache, 
Um, it involved a lot of planning, a long trip, boating, you know, staying overnight, one yep. ER trip. I mean, a bunch of stuff. Um, and that was truly a bucket list cash. And this kind of validates it being the number three on that list. Right. It's, and the, the, I guess my point to that was, is that it's not been found that often. I mean, it's only been found a hundred times. No. And it's, it's funny too, because if you, so when we start talking about numbers and everything else, if you look mm-hmm. into it and you go into the fines, yep. not only has it not been found that often, but if you group together, because it's a lot of times people go in a group to find it. Yes. It's even less. So a group of five or six people go one time and then, you know, three months later, another group of five or six. So it's a small pool of people, but everybody that goes really yeah. enjoys it. And I think that right. validates how popular it actually is. And that's that really is kind of the point of of looking at the Laura Wilson is because you, you know and, and like I said I did a whole chapter on the twenty most favorited yes you can go to geocaching headquarters yes people give it favorite points and I'm not trying to discount going to headquarters but what about those caches that are like that one or right. um, one of Sydney's favorite which is the Earth Cache, um, the Eternal Flame Earth Cache. I mean, you, you, know, um, you know, that's one that, I mean, it sounds great. Sydney, you've been there. So, I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to see. It's something that I had never seen before. So that might be something about why people give it a favorite point. I mean, there's so many reasons to give a favorite point and it's going to be different for somebody else. Like maybe you were with, you know, your, your best group of friends and you did a cool hike and it was more mm-hmm. about the time you spent with your friends, or maybe it was, you know, a cool location like an earth cache, or maybe it was the cache itself had a really cool theme or something like that. So there's a gazillion reasons why someone might give a favorite point. That's true. Which kind of, but you hope that people are giving a favorite point, not just for, not just because they were there, or I'm, I'm, let me see if I can just do this right. You and all three of us have probably done this. We've all given a favorite point to something because it was a great trip. Mm-hmm. We went. We all went to. We, we all went out to to Denver. We all loved some of the caches we found there. You know, did we give a favorite point to something when maybe our motive was more, woohoo, we're at, we're at, we're at Tia with Sock 14 or this place is awesome. We're having a great time. So we're giving it a favorite point or something. I mean, maybe. I don't know if that particular instance, but I might have done <laughs> that before. Or it's like, um, okay, so this particular cache brought you to a cool location, yes. mm-hmm. but the cache itself wasn't really that amazing. It was a bucket. Well, um, uh, I think, did we all, well, Jesse has, did, did you get, you didn't get to do Terry all, did you Sydney? No. Nope. Okay. okay. Well, Terry all is a kind of a, a, a good example, I guess, is I think I gave it a favorite point. It's a, what about Mingo? A, Same thing. Uh, yeah. Well, Mingo actually, what's interesting is I, the thing about Mingo is I kind of like the container of Mingo, but 
Terriol, it's a Home Depot bucket. Sorry to ruin it for everybody. Just spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's a Home Depot bucket. Do I give it a favorite point? Of course I gave it a favorite point. It's one of the oldest it's the oldest cash in Colorado. Now, it's also a very pretty drive and a very pretty location. So in right. fairness, you know, it takes some effort to get there. You have to yep. plan for it. One, um, one of my highest geocaches, so it's up it's up in the hills a little bit. But oh yeah, no, I, I'm not. And uh, that's why I'm trying to not discount the fact that those kind of caches are bucket list worthy. But the cache itself, I mean, that, so I guess what's, that's what you're kind of getting at, Sydney, is that there's more than one way to look at a bucket list cache, right? Absolutely. I think uh, Jesse said this before that between the three of us, our bucket list caches are probably really different. Mm-hmm. Jesse loves to find five fives and crazy challenging stuff. Um, you know, I like earth caches because they bring me to cool locations and, you know, Gary likes, yep. I don't know. What do you like, Gary? What's your favorite kind of cache? I don't know. I don't really have a all favorite. of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. I don't really have a favorite. I, I like, I like cool containers. I, I'll give you know, like, I like gadget caches. I always think those are great because mm-hmm. being a cash owner, we've all done that. We're all cash owners. It, it takes a lot of effort to make a really good gadget cash. And so, you know, if I was in, I, I think if I was in West Virginia and you were there, Sydney, you probably, did you, did you get, I mean, I'd go crazy. I'd be out of, I'd, I'd give away every favorite point I ever had. I'd go dig right. them out of, I'd go rip them out of the, of Jesse's archived cash list and shove them on West Virginia Tim's caches because I think that's a cool thing to do. It, Funny yeah. that you brought that up. <laughs> Funny you brought up because we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the different way people use favorite points, but one is, uh, and at the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. the first few FTFs that I got yeah, when I was first starting, I put a favorite point on those because I was so happy and I want to remember them. Right. Right. Those caches were just you know, pill bottles or something. I don't remember now even what they were, but <laughs> does any, you know, and you see that a lot. You'll see the first person will give a favorite point to a cache because they were first to find it and then nobody else will. Right. Um, the cache didn't become less fun after that first person. It was just the race. It was part of it, but no. So you joked about the archive caches. <laughs> I had, uh, I put the caches out at geo Woodstock and they yeah. were, you know, simple, very simple gadget cache type things. They were good though. Um, they were really the favorite good. points shot way up. Oh, yeah, well, there were tons good. of people found them, right? Um, they were fun. They also got stro- they were fun. That's yeah. right. Yeah. At a big event, you know, thousands of people there, whatever. However many people showed up. Right. Um, but they also got destroyed. So yeah. Instead of replacing them because there was a lot, there's a lot, of, it's a lot of traffic to be to that location. We ended up archiving those caches. Well, it was funny because the favorite points started dropping. Yeah. So, as they got archived, people were like, well, I'm just going to take that favorite point back. That, so now that's you're... right. <laughs> so, so I know one of them went from, I don't know, 130 or 140 favorite points down to 110, uh, which is interesting. And now that they're archived, nobody put a favorite point on them after that, but they right. did before they got archived. So that kind of begs the question, do favorite points need to stay on a cache after they're archived? And how would that affect? It wouldn't affect a Wilson score. But does a Wilson score still apply after it's archived? 
Well, it does, but of course, for the book, I I excluded every archive cache. Right, fact, so that's in, good. Yeah, in fact, I I kind of um, I actually did some investigating because I had some caches that were um, disabled, and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to put them in the book or not because I wasn't quite sure whether they were going to have a life to them afterward. Right. In fact, one of them is one that Sydney had, Sydney found. Um, Space Coast Geocaching had this enormous ammo can out front. You found that with Sydney. And did you give it a favorite point? Do you remember? That's I think long, so. Yeah, it's hard to remember that. But it was going to be in the book. But when I got closer to publication, it was when I found out that Dale and, you know, that they weren't going to keep, they were going to give that, that, that gigantic ammo can to somebody to put out somewhere else. So I took it out of the book because it's no longer a bucket list item. People can't go find that cash anymore. So I guess, I guess my, my answer to your, to my initial answer, I guess to what you're saying, Jesse is maybe we should pull all of our favorite points off of them. Yeah, I mean that's a that's really a discussion for a different day, but it points yeah. to I mean we could talk about that for and there's people in the chat room definitely have different opinions on that one. So that could be a good topic in the future, but it points to how different people use them. Mm -hmm. Uh people have mentioned that you know they give them to all the puzzles they do or they give sure. them to all the where I goes. Mm -hmm. Some people even favorite earth caches. I mean it's it's crazy what people will <laughs> no, Yeah. Because well, they understand the effort that goes into, you know, if you've if you published any of those type of caches, you know how much effort goes into something like that. And sometimes people will use the favorite point as kind of, you know, thank you for putting out something mm -hmm. that takes more effort. So it's, mm -hmm. it is different. They're not all, not every favorite point cache is a, a bucket list cache, but it's, it is the best system we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also interesting. If you, everybody go looks at, go look at your stats and look, look at your fate on under favorites, uh -oh. it tells you how many favorite points you have remaining it tells you the logs until your next favorite point. It tells you the total favorite points you have, the total. And so um, you guys have found more caches than I have, actually. So I don't have um, – I've only got 13 right now, which is probably a lot. But um, <laughs> I have 111 that I could give out, and I've given out all of them except for 13 of them. So – I'm going to look and see, but I know mine is not good. <laughs> you probably haven't given out as many. Well, I've given out a good number. I'm trying to see you? on the new profile where it actually is. Huh. Uh, go, go ahead, Sydney. Um, well, I was just looking at that as well. Um, <laughs> so uh, an interesting point on my list I of favorites, I have eight caches still on my favorites list that have been archived. Okay. Um, That's interesting. But I have before gone into this list and removed favorite points from archive caches because I didn't have any more to give. And I found a really uh, awesome cache and yeah. I wanted to give it a favorite point. So I went back in and took one from another one and gave go. it to a new one. So that's also something like if you don't have any favorite points and you really want to give this cache a favorite point, but you just can't because you don't have any left. Well, I guess you could run out and find 10 more caches and then get... 10 more not good caches. Yeah. You get the favorite point for that one. Yeah, don't, don't find any good ones because then you're stuck again. But. Right. So I have... 
216 favorite points left to give. <laughs> oh, Jesse. But He's in fairness, a hoarder. In You're fairness, hoarding. no, but out of a total of 514, I've yeah. got 216 yeah. left to give. So I've given sense. out 60% of yeah, my favorite points. So and, and I that's guess, fair, right? Yep, yep. And I think that um, thinking about this a little bit, I really do believe that people should pull their their favorite points, and that's because and give them to to caches that you really like because people are going to they they're not probably going to buy the book, but they're going to use Laura Wilson in Project GC. Of course, there's not I don't know what the percentage of people I'm sure it's gone up now that we have challenge caches. Um, can you use by the way? Can you use the Laura Wilson score in a challenge cache? Ooh, I don't know. It's Tough in, question. It's in Project GC. I mean, I don't know how you could use it, but anyway, give that some thought. Well, but my, I guess more my importantly, po- can you make this book into a challenge? Go find two hundred and one. <laughs> right. right. The answer to that is no. By the way, but no, you can't. You can get into that for another reason, but yeah, no, you cannot. <laughs> but if people are using, I guess my plea is that if people are using project GC to look for caches that are bucket listable or are caches that people other people think are great then we need to keep our we need to use our favorite points wisely uh-huh. I, I think we'd all agree on that don't just give them out for willy-nilly don't give them to your buddy's caches just because he's your buddy or your whatever because People are going to look at those, even if you just look at, I, I mean, I think we've all done this to an extent, is I'm going to Denver this weekend. Well, I pull up all the caches that are in the Denver area, and what do I do? I click on the favorite points, and I sort it by favorite point. I want to know who gives the, what caches in Denver have the most favorited have most favorite points even if i don't go through project gc and make myself a, a nice cool list which i probably would but even if i didn't if i was in a hurry or i just wanted a quick list i mean haven't we all done that i mean that's something we all should i know i have when i'm if i'm in an area and especially if you look around like it's a brand new area and you haven't planned ahead of time what you're going to do um and you pull up the map and you sort by favorites and you have one that's got like 36 favorite points in a small area where everything else has like two or three, mm-hmm. you're going after that 36 favorite points. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's enough interest there that that favorite points is important and you want to go check it out and see what it's like. If you only have a certain amount of time. I mean, I know Sydney, right, what, right. when you, when you did the trek from, from way over in New York, wherever you are, uh, mm-hmm. all the way to Denver and back. I mean, I know you use project GC, but did you, how did you did you incorporate favorite points into your planning, I, or uh, was um most was okay. a little? Um, I did it mostly for um, just because we had limited time. Mostly for in Denver, like what's the good caches right. to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I looked a little bit for my route, but we didn't really have a chance to stop that much because right. I would have wanted to stop like every fifty miles <laughs> right. or something, and then it just wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten sure. anywhere. So it's, I had to, I kind of picked and choose like on my, on my route, I was more doing the really old ones that could fill Jasmine spots for me right. because I would never be at near that cache again to get that date or whatever. There's, there's great caches everywhere. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you're kind of missing out on a great cache, but you could still find just as cool of a cache 
somewhere else. And I think that's a great point is that, um, and you and you did, you, you went to certain caches because they weren't great caches, but they were just across the state line. And he's like, <laughs> and it was on your way. It was uh, the cache along a route, you know, I need right. this, I need this Michigan cache. I don't care if, I don't care what it is. It could be a lamppost skirt from, but you need, you needed that cache cause you wanted to get that state. That's the same thing we did this weekend. So this last weekend we were, you know, on a road trip. We were heading out to about eight hours from from our home just to to get away for a few days. Mm-hmm. So we were going through different counties. We did not pick the highest favorite point in that county. We were driving straight through. We picked the one that was the closest to the interstate, right? <laughs> or at a rest stop, or at some place we could just swing through. And there was another one for a backup just in case. Um, so you know, there's all different ways to do that. But if we'd have had the time, we definitely would have. Hey, there's a virtual or Hey, there's, you know, something very cool to get in town and favorite points is a good, easy way to do that. And I, th- and I think that was why, and, and I'm just pushing the book to sell them. Cause I only sold, I've sold like five of these things. So don't worry about, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna make a lot of money off this, but something like this, I think is perfect because it, it is not for those kind of days they're not for because we've all done that and that's all those are all good things to do i mean jasmer fizzy all those things i think are great just challenges in general however you want to look at it if you like puzzles and you want to just puzzles well that that's good too but what if you what if what if there's a whole grouping of caches that you've not found and we both talked about how most of these yeah most of the caches in here we've not found but yet they're like i mean um just any of them just pick you know there's the one there's the cache in arizona that moves around it's still allowed to be moved around well i mean that's well weird that's well i mean anymore anymore oh is that one gone now yeah, that may be another show too, but I think there's uh, been some recent archiving of uh, that don't fall into rules. Darn. Currently. That's but been uh, that's, a long time. Yeah. But that's, um, an- no, that, that's another show. That's another. That's show. another show too. So we got two or three other shows, but uh, I think you bring up a good point, and we had this discussion just this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're done with Jasmine. We're done with Fizzy. You know, we've done all those standard challenges now. Mm-hmm. There's there's only so many of the you can of course you can find challenges new challenges all all the time and those are great but the big challenges that everybody does at some point you're going to run out of them I mean you can do them like Zach and he's doing two three four loops of fizzy you can do them a bunch of times but at some point you want a big list that's not going to be knocked off that done done that quick and something like a big yeah. bucket list and finding some way to put together a big bucket list can keep you going for a long time. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine how long it would take to get all of these caches. Oh, I know. Cause I mean, they're all over. Um, there, there's a state index in the back of it, by the way, in case people are wondering and not every state has a makes the list obviously, but some States have a lot. I mean, so you could, you could kick out a lot of cool cat. And again, I think that there isn't, I'm, I'm confident there isn't a single one on this list that isn't a cool cache to go find. I mean, 
read about the where the where I goes are pretty amazing. The the earth of caches course. are of course the earth <laughs> caches. The Earth caches are incredible. I mean, even the even the webcams. I mean, what we talked about, there's not many webcams left. But finding cool webcams. I mean, most of them. I mean, uh, I mean, they're a, they're a diminishing resource. You can't say anything bad about them. You have to get them. You can't say anything bad about them. But wouldn't it be cool to do one with giraffes around you? There's the giraffe cam or the power Sounds vista. Sounds like it might be fun to do that one. That would be a fun one to do. Uh, anyway, enough. Uh, I guess we've we've exhausted this whole thing for right now. But um, <clears throat> anyway. but I would be curious before we leave the point. I would be curious, and a lot of people mm-hmm. in the chat room the whole night have been talking about which ones they've done. Yeah, I would be curious to know how many people have actually done. Uh, that, that would be cool. You know, how many people that once they listen to this show or they watched it or whatever else Out of the whole book. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, or just. Or- Whichever list that they particularly like or, you know, two of the lists, how many they've actually done. Yeah. Two of the lists that are in the book that you can go find on your own. You don't have to buy the book is the 20 oldest or the 20 most favorited. And I think you, I think that would be interesting to hear from somebody. Has anybody who listens to the show who's listening right now, um, done all 20, you know, uh, that would be, be fascinating. Um, the or, twenty oldest, or the twenty, or any all twenty. Right, the twenty oldest, any of the twenty, but the twenty oldest would be would be fascinating because you can go find that. Right, you, like I said, you can go. Th- that's an easy list to find. Um, the twenty most favorited. Um, one thing I did do, in case people are wondering, I took all the HQ Geo Tour because those things are like outrageously favorited. They're sort of skewed, kind of weird. I put them in one. I made them all one in the book because it would have it would have canceled out a lot of cool other favorited caches and I didn't want to do that. So I had to kind of, I tweaked the list a little bit. So, but yeah, I I agree with you, Jesse. It'd be interesting to see. So I'll put that call out now. Uh, Anybody that listens to the show, email us in at geocache talk at gmail.com. There we go. Perfect. So we're getting better every time we do that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And tell us how many of them you've done, or if you're planning to do them or, Let's let's see who has that's listening. Let's see who has the most. Yeah, I'd yep. be very curious to see that and very impressed. I have zero of the top twenty most popular ones. I've done zero, and I've traveled a good bit, so I'd be curious to see who's actually done. You probably have quite a few of the twenty oldest. Well, some. <clears throat> I mean, I've got some of the twenty oldest. <clears throat> yeah, Terry All's a Terry All's fifteen on the list. Um, Missouri's first. Watts Mill, did you get to do Yeah, that? I got that one. I got that one while we were at uh, at Moga. Um, the Spot. Uh, Sydney has The Spot. That's in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done Eric Carey, or uh, uh, some people refer to it as Arikari. That's number five on the list. That's smart over, people do. It's true. Right, smart people, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gorilla Stash is a cool one. That's in Arkansas. That's one of the ah, oldest. I didn't even know I that. I need that for Double Jasmine. Do you I gotta really? Go get that one. Yeah. So, so I've got to get that one for sure. That's cool. There's a, there's a handful in Arkansas. Gorilla Stash is one of them. So. Anyway. And so uh, um, I've got to brag on Peter in the yes. chat room. He's found – I forget the numbers now. I'm trying to scroll back to see it, but mm. over 10,000 caches, some you know, oh, wow, crazy awesome. amount like that. And I think he said he only has seven or 17 favorite points left to give out. 
Wow, that's cool. That's somebody that's using favorite points. <laughs> right. Which, but that begs the question, is he finding good caches? Let's hope. Of course he is. He wouldn't misuse favorite points. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking. That, that, that's the whole, you know. Am I giving out too few? Maybe. Should I, there's some, I mean, there's caches I found that have been cool, but do I, do I mistakenly not give it a, a, a He just piped his seven. He's only got seven left. Uh, he's found he, over 10,000 caches. That's, no, he's, he's abusing it. <laughs> Peter, you need to go back and pull all those favorite points. <laughs> all the disabled of, ones, yeah. Every, every time you did a skirt lift and you stuck a favorite point on that thing, just because you had a good day that day, that didn't count. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We, we, we're going to have to have a show about about that. Favorite points, how to use them, how we use them, and when should you pull them back or not. <laughs> how not to use them. Yeah, how not to use them. But then again... There's no, I mean, have you ever seen a a, a template? Is there a, or a legend or, or any kind of is is there anything on geocaching.com that says what you should do with a favorite point? Well, that that's going to be your next book, right? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I've I I have such fun with the 201 geocaches. I've I've got to try to to do one for Australia and in in uh, Canada and UK. I think are the because they're so much fun. They're fun to. I, I'm a big stat guy. I t- I love stats, and so that's probably why the book really appealed. And I tell you, there was fascinating doing the book. It was fascinating to see the number of caches that are really, really good out there that I have never found or have heard of anybody who's ever found one before. I mean, there's 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 some amazing. Well, that that the one that Sydney did this weekend, I'd never heard of that one before. And that whole idea that you can take a webcam with a green background and get a little, you know, kind of a fun little photo deal. I mean, have you all ever heard of, you know, well, you can say we, we've already talked about. It. There's a lot of these we haven't heard of. But I mean, when you read about them, you're like, that sounds really cool. I mean, the grotto in Memphis, I mean. I never heard of it before. I know you you knew about it. I knew about it, but I didn't get it, and that's where I lived for a long time. I've got to go back and get it before right. something happens to it. But, I mean, the grotto, um, constructed of rock, quartz crystal, semi-precious stones. In 1938, construction began. It goes on. I, I talked a little bit about it, but you can go look it up on online too. But um, And go look at the photos. I mean, that's a, that's a cool – I mean, that is – Amazing. Well, and with over 3 million caches out there now, you've got to find some way to narrow it down to build your bucket list. Right. You know, it, it can't, it's not just the ones that people get to most. You really want those good experiences. And this is a pretty good way to just start narrowing your list down. You know, you're going to add others to it. Everybody's going to have a different list, but this book has some pretty amazing caches in it. And, and the lower bound Wilson has, it's a good way of identifying them. Yep. Okay, wrap it up. Anybody, anything else you want to say? We're gonna. I'm gonna tell about this week's winner. Go get the book. Not go get the book. Go buy the book. Amazon.com, geocachetalk.com. Yeah, tons oh, of ways to get it. Gosh. Call what the kangaroos. It? Whatever. However, you need to get it. <laughs> There's a way to get that. A way to get it. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, all proceeds go back into the into the show. I don't keep the, I don't keep the proceeds. Uh, I put 
what little we make off of him. I put him back into the show, but I do. So. He's rich. Don't listen to him. He's rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm unemployed right now, so <laughs> that that that's the this resource is dwindling quickly, so um So go buy the book. Go buy the book. It'll help me out. Yeah. <laughs> go buy go buy a thousand a day, but I could no. Um okay. Last week we um, did during our one year anniversary with good old Daryl W. Four, we asked a question, and that question was how many show ones had Daryl been on? And fascinatingly enough, if the answer was five, five hours and four of his own, but still pretty cool. Um, so we had we gave away. Uh, the the swag cards during the show, but I wanted to, we want to give opportunity for people that just listen to the audio because we have a lot of audio listeners, and so uh, we had a good amount of people who emailed in. A little disappointing. I kind of hope that um, people that listen to the show would email in answers to questions periodically, or just email us. We just love to. We just we we don't get a lot of email, so send us an email. To geocache talk at gmail.com and tell us your favorite cache. Maybe we'll make a different list. I don't know. But anyway, so the winner uh, of the coin, let me show you the coin because it's so cool. It's GPS Adventures Arkansas. You can't even get that anymore or can't even go to it. Well, you can't go to GPS Adventures, not in the U.S. So anyway, uh, provided by our friend Kendall Tabor, Coon and Bud is what he goes by. And uh, there's the back of the coin. It's kind of cool. It's a nice coin. Anyway, he provided the coin for us. And the winner, drum roll please, was Eric Beal. Um, I did a little, you know, took everybody, random.org, and his name came up. And his geocaching name is Eric and Virginia. And so, Eric, uh, I will be sending this coin your way um hopefully this week and uh so congratulations on winning the coin so coming up on the show uh next week we have uh show 54 with joshua the geocaching vlogger is going to be on we're going to talk geocaching and munzee can they coexist Mm. Mm, the m word not shockingly, I have some interesting opinions on this. <laughs> <laughs> like we all do. It's gonna be a I think f- your opinions have changed in the last couple months. Oh, yeah. But it just stirs up other emotions when we talk. Anytime we get a new, well, we'll wait till next week. We'll, wait till next week. we'll have another hour going right now. <laughs> hey, uh, of the three of us, uh, Jesse's the longest uh, with an account. He was 2012. Mine was 2014. I joined uh, Munzee, but didn't didn't do it. Anyway, the week after that <laughs> is uh, Craig Michelle, a.k.a. C. Michelle, is going to be on. He's going to give us some updates from Australia, talk about uh, Mega he went to recently that was fascinating. I hope, Hopefully you guys have gone and looked at some of his vlogs, but Craig's going to be on the show. It'll be Monday morning for him, be Sunday night for us, so he'll tell us how Monday looks in the future. <coughs> that day and then the week after we have on geocaching katie uh and we're going to talk about um school vlogging and geocaching 
<coughs> Pardon me. And so that'll be fascinating to hear how she juggles it. And go check out her vlog, too. She's got some great, great vlog. Uh, and just hear about how she does all that, because she does such a great job with her uh, with her vlog. And so be fun to hear how she juggles everything. So. All right, cool. Well, guys, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please email us your comments, <coughs> geocashtalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at geocashtalk. Gary is at Gary Slinkard. Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia, and I am at Shermanator GC. Uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash geocashtalk. show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as our website, geocashtalk.com. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go give a favorite point to your favorite cache and go geocaching. Good night, night everybody. Everyone. Good night.